everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show. It may well possess a rudimentary intelligence. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Felt a great disturbance in the force. Hello, I'm Mr. Ray. Come on, Mark, like a dog for me. Where's the goodies? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. I'll bet you wouldn't have done anything like this if Mom and Dad were here. You filthy criminal. Excuse me while I whip this out. Go ahead. Make my day. Here are your hosts, Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. This is Bradford Wells welcoming you to the 2021 Year in Review Award Shows with your host, Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. There we go. Welcome to Everything Old is New Again. How you like that uh, rather oblique uh, Oscar intro from our friend Bradford Wells. We are having a nice little time for ourselves because it's the end of the year and uh, you're listening to Everything Old is New Again after seven solid years. You are listening to a show that finally has awards. We're going to win some awards today. David Cohen is with us, the uh, tributarian himself. David Cohen. Yeah, happy to be here. Good to hear from Bradford. Haven't heard him in a while. Yeah, there's been some characters that have been dormant for quite a while, which is good. Uh, but Is it? <laughs> yeah. It's no, good. it is good. Now they're fresh again. There'll be some fresh characters uh. this year and in, in 2022, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, as of right now, it's so interesting to uh, spend some time looking back at... I mean, the seven years for sure, that would be interesting. We did one of those shows of uh, seven-year highlights. I don't know if we could fill a show. I can't believe it's been seven years. Isn't that unbelievable? Seven solid It feels years. like 20. <laughs> it really is no, unbelievable. It, really, it does, does not feel like seven years at all. It's just a great way to spend a Saturday afternoon. Uh, we just kind of riff and have some fun, and it's the good old days again because... You know, it's not easy to stay in touch with people for as many years and, and just, like, you can see somebody like two times, three times a year and say, you know, uh, you know, good to see you and maybe, I don't know, maybe you have a drink or something, but, but like, all the time and to continue and to have the, it's like, it's so funny though, the, the, what would you say, the chemistry, if you want to use that word, just, it just goes back to 1978 and from that point forward, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it just takes off where it left oh, off. exactly. Right. It's always been like that with you and me. It's just, we, we, you know, it could have been years that had gone by where you and I hadn't, you know, spoken very much. But then, you know, you pick up the phone and it's just like we saw each other the other day. It's that kind of thing. Right. And, and that's what's so tough about. Is that how you keep in touch with friends now? You have podcasts with every friend so that you force them to hook up with you every month. It's a good idea. <laughs> it's actually really not a bad idea. We had we have we've had Rich Richter and and uh, who else uh, Chris Galvin and Danny Newberger we've had had uh, Loretta De Bono we've had people on the show from high school just That's for true. that reason from have high we, school exactly have we heard That's from funny. Danny Newberger since the <laughs> since the toy show I mean, email here or there but no poor guy I mean. yeah we've created some sort of black hole they come on the show and then we never hear from them again <laughs> all right listen every year. Year in and year out, I have to play this, where the introduction to every show, I give a, a name to David Cohen that's relevant to the topic at hand, such as Tributarian, which is paying tribute, right? To, uh, to you heard shows. moments ago. Right. Exactly. So let's listen for a minute and 22 seconds. 
all the names that I called Jesus. David Cohen <laughs> oh, this man. year, introducing a topic on Everything Old is New Again. Happy New Year, everybody. Look at this. David Cohen, my New Year's baby. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> With the conversationalist extraordinaire. That is David Cohen, the Mac McKenzie to my Hector Canfield, who are the yeah, astronauts. I'm so lost right now. What, what are you talking? I have no idea. <laughs> With our own one-year wonder. With the out of this world. The creepiest man I know. The X-Man himself. With our very own court jester himself. Here with our very own Statue of Liberty. The living memoir himself. Flick himself. The droll, rib-tickling, and amusing. The super sleuth himself. Mr. Spotify himself. Our local Sultan of Swing, if you will, with our own Sultan of Song himself, the Minister of Melody, the Harbinger of Harmonies, the Titan of Tune, the rather snubbed, the rediscovered man himself, the rather sanguine, we call him the revived, let's just say my Gene Siskel to Douglas Viviani's Roger Ebert. How about that one? David Cohen is here, the best co-hosted radio. Here with the rather terrifying, the boulevard himself, the peanut himself. Surfing USA with our very own lifeguard himself, David Cohen. How about that? Which is your favorite of those? Can you even think of one? Christmas, I mean, the New Year's baby. Come on, that's the best. It was, it's, it was unusual for you, and it was so unexpected. Very funny. So I always like doing that. It's a great, it's a great time. Great, uh, I don't know, great way to just introduce the show. So we, that's our uh, top ten list if we were let him in, right? Because we we always do that every show, day in and day out. Yeah, we yeah. do. And I never, I never know what you're going to say, which I think is the. The good part about and, you know, it, right? there are t- I'm always surprised. There are times that I have to actually clip out a silence because I'll say it and sometimes you're thinking about it. <laughs> and there's like a four-second silence, which doesn't sound like a long time on the radio it is. So <laughs> I have to I I literally go <laughs> clip it closer. Probably because I'm just – I don't know what to say in response sometimes. <laughs> You know, the sanguine. Yeah, you called me the sanguine, David. I'm I'm there like Googling, what does sanguine mean? And we're so prepared or not that that's supposed to relate to the theme of the show, but you you probably don't even remember the theme of the show as we're going in. What was it? Do you remember the theme of the show? I I don't. Okay. (laughs) So there we go. But go back and listen to all those shows. They're worth it on uh, iHeart and and Deezer and all that stuff, all those... uh, all those podcast locations we're at. Everything old is new again. Biz. If you want to look, check that out. Now let's look at the awards. We did a show where I should say really three shows. If you remember that we talked about movies that shaped our lives. Oh yes. So the question is, which is the best movie that we recommended during movies that shaped our lives? Which starts at show number three sixty five, by the way. And um, which is the best one of all? So. I'll just go through the list. The nominees are Midnight Cowboy, Casablanca, Monty Mm. Python and the Holy Grail, Ben-Hur, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Aeroplane, To Kill a Mockingbird, David Cohen. What are your thoughts? Wow. That's a pretty impressive list. It's a hard list. If you had to recommend one of those movies for someone to watch to try to affect their lives, which would be the one? Just one. I have to say say it's a tie. Not a tie. All right. To Kill a Mockingbird. But I'll tell you what's a close second to me. Airplane. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> no. I guess I have to. I was going to go with another serious one, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, but maybe throw a comedy in there. I would say, yeah, either Airplane or Monty Python. And, you know, to surprise us all, I left one out. Here's my pick. You ready? Yeah. I don't know if you're ready mm-hmm. for this. Okay. You'd be very surprised. But Fatso is, by the way, just as a kick, we're in this pandemic. You're looking for something to watch? Watch Fatso. Yeah. Is it, is it they, available to stream it somewhere? It sure is. Oh, and they put, they, they put like, you know, chains through the cabinet, the kitchen cabinets. All he wants to do is cook like pasta and eat. And <laughs> he's losing weight for like, a, a you know, because he wants to get engaged to this girl. And it's just, <laughs> he can't lose. It's like all of a, it's, if you'd let go, like it would be him. He just can't help himself. It's so great. And listen, and, and ignore the Rotten Tomatoes rating of 33%. This is a, this is a good movie. It's on Hulu, actually. If you want to, I'm just Googling it now, yeah. Now, of course, that's not my winner, but I just had to throw that in there from one-year so, TV did, shows. Did you and I see that together? We may have. We may. I don't remember. I, if we did, we watched it at home. I think my what brother year, found what, it. One do you year. remember what year it came? That out? was like seventy. I have to look it up. That was like seventy six or seventy seven. But it, I saw it. I think on a rerun okay. on television on a Saturday afternoon. Um, I think I actually saw it in the theaters for some reason. No, I didn't see it in the theater. James Coco, right? <laughs> yeah, Dom he was he was the man. He was Fatso. No, Dom DeLuise. Oh, sorry, Dom DeLuise. Yes, of course, Dom DeLuise. Of course, <laughs> He's such a great show. All right, so. I go with To Kill a Mockingbird as well, honestly. But that I ah, so To Kill a Mockingbird is the winner. Yes, because of the, the search for justice. Of course, it talks touches upon the stupidity of racism. Now, how you know? Let's what are we doing here? And then it, it goes into uh, so much more of, of a child and and looking up to her dad. So there's a lot of different themes I think that are all so worthwhile um, and respect for each other. You know. You know, one day in the car when my son was younger, we got a book on tape. So the book To Kill a Mockingbird, and it was it was read. It's obviously much longer than the movie, but I had never read the book. And if you haven't read the book, I would say either do that or or get the book on tape. And especially for your kids, Doug, it's just a great thing to do in the car. And you know, there's more so much more to the story that didn't make the movie. But at, but that's an aside. But well, that's a great itself, idea. I never yeah, thought really. of that. I really is a great idea. I will do that. You can actually get. I don't know if you've seen this it's called Libby. It's a um, an app that various libraries subscribe to. Our library does, so I can go on there and I can rent a book on tape on my telephone from my library without having to go to the library. It goes right wow. on the, goes right on the phone. So I'm going to do that when we hang up. Uh, we're done with our show. Also, ask them if they'll sponsor the show now that we gave them free. <laughs> exactly. Free time. We'll be back right here on Everything Old Is New Again, talking about Everything Old Is New Again and uh, the best of. We'll be back right after this. Everything Old Is New Again. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Something good, uh, we think, to do during the pandemic uh, as opposed to, you know, watching TV and catching up on TV shows. Listening to our shows, I think... uh, could be very, very entertaining. Right, because Rico, you know if you're I looking did. for it, I just want to interrupt for just a yeah. little commercial here. If you're right. going to look for it, you go to our website, Ringo Got a Pen, everything old is new again dot biz. That, <laughs> that's everything old is new again dot biz. Let's just play yeah. one clip real quick, quick of us talking about, you know, the our favorite bands of all time. I can't remember the clip, but I'm sure we spoke about Ringo well, there that's somewhere. that's a drum. Yeah. I need drums. 
Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Charlie Watts of the Stones. Okay, Charles Charlie Watts. Stones I'm going there. with Mick Fleetwood. I think he's he's still got. Uh, so we didn't pick. No one picked Ringo. Yeah, Ringo's there, That's but I'm not bad. taking him. Oh, I think I. You know, that might I'd be a mistake. Really, you know, Doug, you're playing that, and Ringo That's a just, mistake. just. Yeah. Let me explain. We were. It was a joke. Right, Doug. It was it was all a setup. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, to when you came on the show, oh, I, just just to you know the the running joke about how no one remembers Ringo or he's always the forgotten Beatle, that sort of thing. So it was just an inside joke. Oh, I, I think uh, I think we may have lost him. <laughs> Hopefully, he didn't lose you here on everything old is new again. Intro there. It was um, a bit of uh, fun we had there introducing and having huge celebrities on our show here. Everything old is new again. Year end review. That was show three forty. <laughs> David Cohen, did you enjoy that? What was- I'm trying to remember what the heck that was. <laughs> that was Ringo. We pretended we had Ringo on the show, but we never got to actually talk to Ringo. Yes. Okay. But it was. But I was a little confused because it was seemed like it was a show within a show. Like here we're talking about clips, but we're playing a clip of you playing clips. So I, it, it was too many dimensions for me. It was like that scene in in uh, Citizen Kane looking at the mirror, and then you see the a mirror and a mirror and a mirror and a mirror. Exactly. Uh, well, we're going to take a look. The reason why I did that was the introduction here for the best comedy setup for the year. That was one for everything old is new again. That was number one. Was that the best or did we do the best job with? Go ahead, David. Oh, you mean the so the concept being where we have celebrities come on the show, but you and I are just talking so much that they ultimately never actually get a word in edgewise. So first thought is, is that the best comedy setup, you know, the best routine? Or maybe was it Holmes and Watson being upset at pop culture? Actually, it's elementary, my dear Dawson. Everybody with the elementary, all talking about elementary. That's what, and by the way, you showing me the great mouse detective to try to say a wonderful representations you're making of uh, Holmes and Watson and so forth. The mouse! Those are mice! Holmes! What's that, a mouse? This is ridiculous! This is, sorry, misplace my Listen, vodka. Here it is. I don't know. It's how- absolutely ridiculous, Watson. Back me up here. You didn't back me up before. I don't know where you're getting the vodka from. Vodka's from Russia. It wasn't delivered to England until at least the 1930s. And all of a sudden, you're drinking vodka. I don't know. What about the scotch? Oh, but that we're calling into a radio station in the year 2021. That's acceptable, I see. I'm not sure where we're drawing the line here, Walter. There has to be point. some semblance of reality that has to be some. Some semblance, well, you yes. Guys, you, Agreed. I, I knew they were at a bar. I knew it. I knew they were having cocktails. Yeah, guys, they're definitely hitting the sauce. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Holmes and Watson are always a favorite. Uh, they're in the running. Any comments about that particular setup? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> now your favorite then. All right, how about this one? Barbecue guy and fondue guy. Go to a polo match. Listen to this. This is not like any tailgate I've ever been to. I'm going to ask you a question, though, for real. Is that kale supposed to be a garnishment on the plate? Am I supposed to eat that kale that looks like it's a piece of garbage that came off? It's like a weed that I use, that I take off the garden next to the tomatoes that I'm growing. Am I going to eat the weed? Describe this for me. What are we? What's this? Well, guy to me, that that is probably a bison burger, and I would guess that's applewood smoked bacon, and uh, looks like Jezebel sauce and roasted chickpeas. What the? What? Wait a minute. You're cooking buffalo. You're coming to watch horses, 
and you're cooking their friendly neighborhood buffalo next to the horse that you're going to be riding to play this game. Um, and you're and you're a vegetarian. This is a I'm not, major First of all, prank. I'm not just so the audience understand. I'm not cooking it. I'm just pointing out what others seem to be cooking. But to answer your question bluntly, yes. We'll be back. I mean, those new again with a barbecue and a flank steak, nice and rare, by the way. The rare flank back. steak. I'm not. Not coming back. Well, you're invited back. You may not come back. I'm not coming back. I've been insulted too much today. You just got too close to the grill and you, you just burned your speeding ticket, by the way. If it was just the speeding ticket, it's so much more, though. Barbecue guy, it's been nice to see you again, but I must end this visit. You got one more section, brother. I'd like to make an announcement right now. While I'm contractually obligated to participate in the remainder of this show, I choose to remain silent due to the unfair treatment I have experienced from Barbecue Guy. That's all I want to say. <laughs> uh, that's wow, from, that was uh, a low point between those two. Yeah. Show 380, if you're looking for that one. Uh, yeah, what do you think of that, David Cohen? Do you, you like that setup? Oh, that was funny. The kid, <laughs> the kale. Garbage. <laughs> it's like uh, a weed I pulled from my gun. I'm telling you, I get a kick out. I do get a kick out of those two guys. They're um, funny. All right, now we have a setup here of we had Michelle uh, from the the artistic director from the Maplewood Players come on board from the community theater in New Jersey, right, and right. gave us a review of our characters and are our characters working or not. So let's just see if that setup works and trying to get the best comedy setup of the year and everything old new again. Think. The person who portrayed, he was originally the barbecue guy, and then he, he was, you know, inhabiting the, the fondue guy. Um, I just want to, did he go to a, 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 did he go to Yale Drama or NYU School of Acting? Because I'm, I'm actually pretty blown away at how he can go back back and forth from the characters. I'm stunned. Uh, I would suggest the other fellow who did the reverse fondue to barbecue maybe wants to come in on my Zoom acting coaching classes for a little refresher course. Interesting. He's he's a little more shallow is what you're saying. It's something of that nature. For... Yeah, a little more untrained, a little bit more amateur-y. Okay. Um, we're... Uh, we go. Uh, we're just having some fun here. Everything we'll do again with Michelle DeFranco who is uh, uh, critiquing our work and trying to get an idea as to whether we should or should not continue with these characters, Al Capone and Leonardo da Vinci, Michelle? Well, Doug, I really just want to say something to you just for a moment, which is I really think you should continue and you should really uh, pursue this as a full-time profession. I think you could really be somebody. Well, so you could tell that that was Doug, because we really weren't telling you who the characters were. Right, right. Um, oh, absolutely. I could tell who was Doug right away. He was the one with the the the, the raspier voice, the more baritone. Um, right, yeah. Leonardo and, da Vinci himself, right. Okay. Yeah, and I thought that David, I thought, I, I thought that you... Um, you could use a little vocal training, maybe some breathing techniques. You seemed a little bit tightened up. Your uh, your esophagus seemed to be closing. Uh, maybe a little hyperventilation going on. Whereas uh, Doug really, um, 
you know, it really was breathing. You could tell he was breathing deeply and relaxing through his You know, spirit. also, it might be something when you get nervous, when you're in the, in the presence of greatness. Sometimes your, your, your esophagus does sure. tighten up, and you, maybe you need a nice glass of water or something. To, yeah, all right. Well, sure. we'll come back. We'll get, we have take, a break coming Yeah, let's we'll take a break here, David. Seems like we're going a little long here. <laughs> Just trying yeah. to keep the show moving. Let's get a glass of water for David, and we'll be right back. Right <laughs> in the 30 old. No, oh, again. Don't go anywhere. All right. <laughs> David Cohen, uh, your thoughts on our uh you know, conversation with Michelle, the artistic director of, of the Maplewood yes, that Players. Yes, uh, that was great. It was great. Hard for me to take, but very funny. <laughs> uh, we we have uh, just a couple of minutes left here in this section, and we're going to continue. I have one long, um, recent show, that I, a clip that I want to play for the last setup of what is the best comedy setup for the year 2021 from Everything Old is New Again. It's interesting, we... we uh, have had characters we've we've created characters and we've also ignored some we've not had Pumpkinhead or Balzac on the show since Halloween 2020 that might be yeah, a problem yeah it's been nice it might be a little bit of a problem because I know they listen to our show I know they they're probably listening right now and uh, we may get a a knock on the door at some point in time from some angry individuals. So do me a favor, lock that door, first of all, to the studio. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen. We'll find out. But I have to tell you, the the comedy part of the show, like we don't always do that. We do interviews. What we do, you know, we're going to come back to, like, cover songs. We did four shows on examining cover songs and, and movies and uh, entertainment that's been overlooked. We did lots of series of shows like that this year. So we do all of that. Have some celebrity interviews and, and all, but uh, to me the most fun is just doing the the more or less improv of these characters and this stuff that we do. So you like the characters that we do and the improv? Of well, the I include I include the characters of like you know Michelle coming in with the the Maplewood players. I thought that was one of the best right. shows. It was just great the way she she was able to just jump on that and we we didn't know the theme to begin with like what. The review was going to turn out to be, but then we grabbed onto the idea right. that you needed some some help, and so we just went with that. You know? Training. <laughs> so, is there a winner of the? We listed all the best setups. That's right? the problem. I got one more to do, and we're going to do that one right more. after this. Are after, we hearing it right now? In right this segment. It's, it, that is going to be our. What would you say? Our placard. Back after our this billboard. sort of thing. Yes, we'll be back right after this and listen to the last setup and find out which is the best setup for comedy. Everything old's new again. Crazy music. This is supposed to be Academy Award-winning closing credits. Here with uh, John Billingsley, and we're talking about the Hollywood Food Coalition. John, what is this? Well, I'm the president of the board. We serve a hot, nutritious five-course meal to hungry men, women, and children seven nights a week, 365 days a year. Been doing it for 33 years. We distribute clothing and shoes and blankets and backpacks and you name it. And we help people access a huge array of other services from partner groups. And if you'd be interested in making a donation, hofoco.org, three bucks, buys a hungry person a great five-course meal. H-O-F-O-C-O.org. Hi, this is comedian Wayne Fetterman. I am the author of a new book called The History of Stand-Up from Mark Twain to Dave Chappelle. And I am on Everything Old is New Again 
with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. There we are. We're back talking about comedy. We were just trying to set up here the year-end review of Everything Old is New Again. We're sort of giving out some awards. We want to know what is the best comedy setup? So far, we've had a big celebrity interview with, with Ringo, asking Ringo to get a pen. Remember that? That was kind of funny. <laughs> and we had to write down our, our information. We had Holmes and Watson upset at the modern representation of themselves. Is that why we asked them to get a pen? To yeah. write down our contact information? <laughs> the website. I was asking them to get the website. And then there was a barbecue fondue guy at the polo match. I think it was pretty good. That's in the running. And Michelle, the artistic director of the Maplewood Players of Community Theater in, in New Jersey, reviewing our characters. So all of those shows are available and ready to listen to if you want to. And further, let's listen to the last nominee for this category of the absolute best setup for comedy on Everything Old is New Again. This will take about, believe it or not, three minutes. So hang in there. You'll enjoy this. We have with us on Everything Old is New Again an amazing two guests, Pigpen himself, and Marcy, they're discussing and sharing with us, with no holds barred, their book, their tell-all book, Worth More Than Peanuts. I love the name, by the way. And I don't know where you got that Thanks. from. But who- hey, Doug, I just, I just want to correct you. If you can, if you can call me Dickie instead of Pigpen, I was never... I mean, I, I appreciated the, the character named Pigpen when I was involved with Peanuts, but I've moved on. And just would appreciate you calling me Dickie, if that's okay with you. I will do my best, absolutely. I uh, want to accommodate. I just want to also acknowledge who you were on screen. Because, unfortunately, I know you've, your career took a turn and you haven't didn't, done any acting since then. So I'm not, I'm not putting it down. But I'm just saying no one really would know you as Dickie Barnes. But I'll be happy to talk to you about Dickie Barnes. Because if you're looking in Amazon, you're going to look for this book and you're going to look for the title. The title is worth more than Peanuts. I don't know who came up with that title. It's an amazing title. But besides that, whoever came up with that was a genius. But besides that, the idea that to... me. There you go. So that's <laughs> yeah, right. it was Marcy. Okay. Uh, I understand. Thank you. Uh, my, my absolute pleasure, Marcy. You, you know, you're a pleasure to have on the show. That's for sure. Dickie, I'm happy to have you as well. I'm not... I mean, it's hard to see you. There's a little bit of a cloud. I'm, you're on Zoom here. Still have, That's you still, funny. You That's still have funny. that. <laughs> <laughs> you still have that affectation, a little bit of a, a little cloud that follows you, right? Or, or no? Is that like a my, my well, a metaphorical cloud, I guess. Yes. <laughs> okay. What's the story with the pretzels? I, I know that you, you do, devote no, actually two unbelievable stories. Yeah, there's like two chapters really in the book is. on this. I don't know how you de- develop two, two chapters. Yeah. Two chapters on the pretzels, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. That was really wow. What a turn of events that was. So, just for for the listeners out there who may or may not be familiar with the story, if you're watching the episode, there's a scene where they're in the kitchen and they're making the Thanksgiving dinner, the first Thanksgiving dinner with the popcorn and the jelly beans. And you'll notice there's a bucket of pretzels, but they're the Bavarian style pretzels. You know, the the twisted. Mm -hmm. Braided. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like the smaller version of the, the soft, larger pretzels. I think they get it. Yeah, we get the idea. I'm just trying to pick that. Move along. We we, we don't have that much time. Love the paint a word picture. Yeah. Painting a word. Worth more than peanuts. Keep going, please. So then what happened was on the set, this is very funny. Um, what's the dog's name? Snoopy. 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 Sorry, it escaped me for a moment. Snoopy got into the pretzels and he ate all of the Bavarian curl, you know, the curled pretzels. And they were out of pretzels. So they sent you to 7-Eleven to get the... Yeah, I'm happy to say that was my contribution. To the, I ran to 7-Eleven looking for, but they did not have the variant pretzels. They did not have them. 
the only pretzels they had were the pretzel sticks, you know, those little pretzel sticks, long and thin. So I brought them back and I said, this is the best we can do. And if you watch the show, when Snoopy is actually serving the Thanksgiving dinner to everybody at the table, you'll see the pretzel sticks and not the Bavarian pretzel. So there's that whole continuity problem, which is just hilarious. I wonder what Lucy would say about that, if that was a Freudian slip on your behalf, uh, not knowing the name of the biggest star of the peanut Snoopy himself. Uh, but we'll be back with uh, with Pigpen and, and Marcy uh, right after this. And everything old, new again. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. I had to turn my microphone off because I was just laughing. I could not stop laughing at that stuff so there you go there's a bit of of comedy from us david Cohn. what do you think of the peanuts did you enjoy that setup i did i did i did they were great guests um <clears throat> yeah that was funny it was funny i can't believe he forgot snoopy's name but <laughs> Part of what made it a charming interview i, I love how I, I really could not get along with him in the beginning we were really having a lot of difficulties with his name and finally he agreed right. to sign the book at the end dickie quote pig pen End quote Barnes, so that I'm really happy you guys. Really yeah, you met halfway. That that was not. That was a nice ending to the story. Right. So speaking of an ending, we need a winner, and I'm going to throw this on to David Cohen. Which is the winner? The celebrity, uh, big celebrity interview. Holmes and Watson at angry at modern representation. Barbecue and fondue guy at polo match. Michelle, the artistic director of Maplewood Players, or the Peanuts. Wish I had a drum roll. I don't have it. The winner uh, is... You know, maybe it's because it's the most recent, it's most freshest in my mind, but I thought the Peanut show was very good. I guess I would go with that, although they're all good. I can't differentiate. I just, I, I can listen to all of them again, that's for sure. They're actually worth a listen. They're so much fun. So let's go with the Peanuts. The, we'll have to get... Um, Marcy and Pigpen on the phone at some point and present them with this award. Maybe we'll do it on the air, maybe not. But well, we'll present them with the uh, the award. They'll sure be happy with that, I guess. What do you think? Yeah, I think they will. And the barbecue guy, that, that that's a close runner-up to me at the polo match. That was really good. With the kale. Yeah, just, the... just that segment alone is ranting about the kale. <laughs> yeah, we have a good time with those guys. All right, how about this? Speaking of ranting and raving, uh, on SpaceX show, we did uh, talking with um, my brother, the aficionado of all things odd, Dr. John Viviani, and we were talking about SpaceX going on and on. It's show 353, and I just want to, we used to say a lot, you know, that we start the arguments you love to have, right? So now here's just right. David Cohen, is kind of pushing back a little bit and, and having the argument uh, that he loves to have. If any UFOs are ETs, then we are not only ignorant, but in my view, we are truly stupid if we're not using science to try to find out what's going on. How about that? This is Everything Old is New Again with David Cohen. Uh, Dr. Viviani is here, our uh, ufologist extraordinaire. Well, it's, you know, it's one person's opinion. Um, he doesn't have any factual evidence, so... Well, yeah, he does sure. have he the facts. What he wants to say. Remember, I'm talking about UFOs. I'm not talking about extraterrestrials. We're saying yeah, UFOs. Yeah, no, no, right. So yep. he does have factual evidence of that. He showed it, and we've seen it on our show in the past. So you can go on YouTube and watch someone filming a UFO, and it's a UFO because it hasn't been identified. So he's just extrapolating and saying, why are we then not using our abilities or at least scientific method to at least examine it? And what he's saying well, is Well, how, how do we know we're not? I mean, he's, say, he's saying we're not. How did, you know, again, that, that's his view on it, but that doesn't mean it's an absolute, right? That's a good point. We have Dr. Viviani looking into it. <laughs> Let's face it. So what are you finding, doctor? Are you finding... Another aspect of this that I wanted to ask you about is, do you see how, and we've, we've been doing this these UFO shows for six years. It's almost seven years now. And 
uh, they're some of the most popular that we do. And why is that? Do you see that since we've begun this, that we're talking about it, others are talking about it, and now we're getting professionals, professors at a TED Talk talking about it, saying it's time to examine this phenomenon for real and not joke about it? Sure. 20 years ago, if you said that you believed in UFOs and less saw one, you were, you were considered a crackpot. And now it's open for, you know, at least you can talk about it. One way or the other, they should find find out what's going on there because either it's a national threat to national security over our airspace from a, a foreign nation or it's from that from here because it's not ours. How about that, David Cohn? You like those UFO shows. We do like two a year. What do you think? Yeah, I do. I do like them, but I had to laugh at what you said. Let's let's let's. Uh, Doctor Viviani's looking into it or something, and John just laughed. <laughs> just kind of like blew the credibility of the whole thing. It was very funny. We we have an odd chemistry when we talk about those shows because we present the real stuff and then we sort of rant about it and and uh, we goof on him a little bit and he goofs back and then and then we become serious. It's just a weird it's a weird thing. You don't know what to make of yes, it. Yes, very very weird, very weird, but fun. <laughs> yeah, and it works pretty well. So I like to throw that in there. So, again, if you're looking for some good, clean fun, it's right here and everything old is new again. That's for sure. Looking back at 2021, we'll do it this weekend, probably next, and uh, having a grand old time. What's? Did you lock the door? Did you lock the studio door? I thought I did. Yeah. No, no, no. Whoa, whoa. I knew it. (sighs) Take a breath. We've got Balzac and Pumpkinhead. Are looking to get in. Thankfully, we only have 30 seconds left. That's okay, 30 seconds, 30 minutes. I don't care. I can say it. Whatever I need to say, I can say it right now. We should be on this show. We haven't been on this show for over a year. Mr. Cohen, why are you objecting to me being on this show constantly? Constantly objecting. Because you're terrible. You're not, you have never have anything to say, either of you guys. Well, I like to take a show with that, matey. Yeah, I mean, I always have something interesting to say. Yeah, you were good at the uh, bullseye. I give you credit. You were good at, at the seance we did, but that was a year, almost a year and a half ago now. So yeah, you haven't been on, and it's a shame. I guess we'll we could we'll have to, let's put it this way: we'll do like they do with a Saturday Night Live and Andy Kaufman. We will ask the audience: Do you ever want us to hear these two back again? Email us if we get some emails. Maybe we'll have you guys back. What do you say? Yeah, whether we quisp and quake, you can't ask the audience. We're talented. You have to decide your. We're two talented individuals. We got to hear what this last should be like upon the audience. What are you talking about? We should be here all the time. We should have, we should have our own show. All right, I guess. All right, we'll be back. Hey, this is Doug Jones. You might know me as a rubber-clad monster from all kinds of movies and TV shows, but right now, I hope you are continuing to listen to Everything Old is New Again. This is Anson Mount, and you're listening to Everything Old is New Again with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. How about that? We are back. David Cohen, what do you think I of that? I swear you're making these celebrities up. Who are these guys? <laughs> I mean, I, you, you, it sounds like you're just pulling names out of thin air and That's, making them sound like they're actually credible celebrities. It's such a shame that you say something like that because Doug Jones is on the fourth year, and he's been on all four years of Discovery, which is a hit Star Trek show, and... The well-respected and well-received Strange New Worlds has a new captain. Of course, his name is Anson Mount, and he is Captain Pike. That is a brand new show that Everything Old is New Again recommended this year. And I think you're seeing that there's a big, big response to that. And it's getting beautifully uh, resp- re- received. And by the way, we will have Anson Mount back on the show. I keep, I'm keep i going to knock wood. They keep on telling me they will be having, a, that he'll be back. So a contemporary actor that's... 
got a lot two actors that have live beautiful shows that are got lots of ratings and you know listen they didn't forget us these two we were on the way up and we were there with them on the way up and now we're still with them what do you think of that it's going to be the broadway danny rose effect doug i'm telling you the bigger they get the more likely they're going to forget all about us we might be eating tv dinners this year we'll see but okay best recommendation for a tv show in 2021 we did a show show number 392 next award is going to be the best recommendation we recommended tv shows for people to watch this year david cohen you tell me which is the winner of this Big Shot with John Stamos, the high school basketball coach, right? Book of Bubba Fett, La Brea, Murders in the Building, or Strange New Worlds. Where are you stand on, like, how did we predict? How did we do with predicting great shows? Oh, I don't know how watch? we do with predicting, but I know that uh, Murders in the Building was was very highly rated. Yeah. I, th- I, I, I can't say I know a lot about how the others turned out. Uh, Big Shot got a second season and actually a third season lined up. Book of Bubba Fett has been some problems. Uh, La Brea's on. I don't know that's getting many ratings. And Strange New Worlds, well, we just spoke about that. It's doing beautifully. So uh, my vote goes to... What does beautifully mean? (laughs) It means that we're taping the show before we get the ratings, and I can't really tell you what they are right now. So... uh, (laughs) Beautifully means I hope it's doing well. Is that the code? It's doing beautifully. So we are going <laughs> to have Anson Mount on that to explain that to us and more. But I'm going to go with Strange New Worlds. David Cohen's going with Murders in the Building. And both, you cannot go wrong with either of those shows, correct? I haven't seen the one you're talking about. Is the so. omnipresent pun. <laughs> is Brave New World, remind me what, it's a Star Trek thing? Is that what it yes, is? Yes, it's our Star Trek reference for this week. Uh, and it is a brand new show with the Enterprise before Captain Kirk. The captain but, was but don't Captain you, Pike. Don't you have to have like CBS Direct Access or whatever it's called? Everyone now? has everything now. If you are if you're a, if you are anyone that likes entertainment, you have bought all <laughs> into all of this stuff. It's on your fire stick and you just say, play me, Strange New Worlds. And you're in. And if not, you hey, leave buy my it fire again. stick out of this. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of fire, you are on fire and were on fire talking about cover songs. Our show 367 and four altogether. So you can go back to start at 367. And David Cohen explains to us, and we dove into cover songs, which are the best cover songs, and which are bad ones, and all that. Let's just hear the setup on this show. I think it was a great great show bunch of shows and we need to pick which is the best cover song of all time but let's just first hear the setup from david cohen what is this show all about That's, we've just walked up to yankee stadium we've given the, the the our ticket so to speak or shown our phone to the ticket taker we've been taken to our seat by david cohen and now i want to know what makes a good cover song so to me i think what makes a good good cover song is a few things right it's first of all it has to create a version that fits with the sound and style of you as you uh, as you as the band or the artist covering the song as if you wrote it yourself so not just a complete copy paint by number thing right and you, what you want to do too is add elements that improve on the original whether it's like production value or maybe new instrumentation in there or new vocal arrangements um, and also you want to create a, a version of that song that's identified with you as much as the original version is identified with the original artist. That's how good it has to be. 
There are basic simple rules as to how we judge cover songs and judged them for four shows. Really well received, great shows. David Cohen, carry the ball here a little bit. Tell me first, before we get to the nominees, what do you think of doing those four shows? Well, uh, first of all, I think they were received beautifully. And it was really it was really fun. You know, that's kind of close to my heart, just music in general. And cover songs was just a great way to, for me to look back at all the songs and cover songs I've listened to. For some reason, when one band covers another band's uh, or one artist covers another artist's song, it always fascinates me. And did they do a Did they do it well or differently? So on and so forth. So it was a lot of fun. I had, I enjoyed doing it, and and your contribution was great too. On the, on the fourth episode, where you came up with your own, uh, some that I had forgotten about. So uh, to me, it was really enjoyable. It got me going. It got the blood boiling because it was. In, and we could honestly, we we I think we I think you did a great job with all four shows. Honestly, we could probably do another four next year if we feel like it. There's so many cover songs, you know. There really uh, are. It, it yeah. is interesting, and you sort of, as you go through life, sometimes you forget. That so-and-so covered another song because they did it so well, you forget the original. All right, so here we go. This is going to be the best cover song of all time. Now, we did four shows worth. We did a bunch of cover songs. I'm going to give you the list of what I feel is representative of the best of the best. David Cohen's going to tell us which is the best cover song of all time. If you were going to, to point to the red letter cover song, the one that is the epitome, the best cover song that you could possibly do, the, wow. the standard bearer for cover songs, is it? Mr. Tambourine Man, Hallelujah, Red Red Wine, Heard It Through the Grapevine, Satisfaction, Burning Love, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, or Louie Louie, David Cohen? I think of the songs in that list, I would go with Heard It Through the Grapevine. Interesting. Hmm. Why would you do that? California Raisins version? (laughs) (laughs) While a good version, uh, I was thinking more about... Gladys Knight and the Pips cover and Creedence Clearwater Revival's cover of that Marvin Gaye song, Heard It Through the Grapevine, because the way that Gladys Knight and and Creedence reinterpreted that song, they created completely different versions that were identified specifically with them and made the song as popular as it had been, as had Marvin Gaye's version been. So it hit all of the points on the David Cohen list of what makes a great cover song and... Yeah, not that the others aren't great also, but I, I would have to go with that one. All right, I'm going to defer on that because uh, you are the expert. And I have to tell you, I can't disagree. I, I, I could listen to them right now, as a matter of fact. matter of fact, I could listen to all three of them in a row right now and not get tired of it. That makes sense because they're that different yeah. and that good. Like they're uh, almost yeah, different that, songs. that's an excellent point, right? Yeah. All right, well, there we go. I'm glad I could make an extra point there on, uh, on Everything Old is New Again. Let's talk about one more thing. You do that occasionally, yeah. Once in a while I listen. How about the best overlooked entertainment? We did four shows on this. Of During the pandemic, we would look back, and sometimes you could revitalize or re- reinterpret and, and or discover entertainment uh, that yeah. you've forgotten about and or entertainment that is brand new. All of the, what I'm going to present now... The nominees are all from YouTube. David Cohen, I'm going to leave this to you to tell me what do you think is the best referral for new or overlooked entertainment, starting with show 372, if you're looking for it on the podcast. The Hot Violinist, do you remember her? Hmm, yes. How about Mike Pacelli, who explained John Lennon and other uh, others of their, the 
techniques of guitar playing and so forth from the Beatles. Right. Uh, there's Bob Ross, The Joy of Painting. Leo and I painted during the pandemic with him. Yeah. Gordon Ramsay doing a 10-minute meal. Comics Explained, if you remember that fella, it explains all the comics uh, books and the theories behind uh, you know what's going on, the various right. stories. And finally, The Charismatic Voice. This uh, woman who is a uh, opera singer that alleges she never heard this song and that song, and she listens to them for the first time and sort of interprets how modern-day, so to speak, pop singers are singing their songs juxtaposed to her training, you know, and how are they doing. So those are the six nominees. I have a question. Yes. The the last woman you referred to, is she the one that did the critique of the the Righteous Brothers cover? Unchained Melody, yes, absolutely Unchained Melody. Yep. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with that one. All right, the charismatic voice wins. We're going to have to give her a call and let her know about that. She's very excited. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing uh, applause through the internet. Uh, she's all hopped up because uh, we're bringing some attention. <laughs> Is that your choice also? I would say the only reason why I would say Bob Ross is because I actually did that. I just, you know, I, I did all of these, enjoyed all of them. Charismatic Voice, I have to say, would be a very close second. Uh, I just like the Bob Ross for, for the family aspect of it. But if it was just for me personally, yes, it definitely would be the Charismatic Voice, no doubt. I was going to say Bob Ross until the Charismatic Voice came up at the end. Yeah, so I, I'm right I, it's just a, such a great idea to hear someone that's not familiar with this and see her reaction. Uh, you know, it's just like this refined, cultured individual hearing this rock and roll stuff, and she's like, "Well, you know what? They do have talent, and here's why." And it's very interesting. Yeah, it is. And look, uh, art is objective, right? You like works of art for different reasons. It's very personal, but it's also helpful to have someone who knows about it and can shed light on, you know why you might think it's good and and other aspects that you might not have seen when you first heard or or saw it heard in in her case so to me i I always learn something watching those videos so it's great yeah i think they're great too she even went into like you know pronounce the pronunciation of the letter r in particular song and how it was different different ways and and how it added to the song just stuff you never would think about you know, right? Unless you had some training in music, you'd have no idea that this is really something they really think about. That's so, right. Very cool. So, all right. So, there we go. There's uh, our first show, looking back at everything old is new again, some highlights. I think we had a great time this week. We're going to have an even better time next week, I think. You know why? Because it's going to be brand new. It's all brand new. Yeah. Come on back. Continue with the, the fun of the adventure and the thrills. Looking at and enjoying entertainment pop culture. Come on back. Everything old is new again. Yeah.